Are did the Mariners get rid of Milton Bradley because he was trouble or unproductive? A little bit of both. He was hitting uh, 218 with two home runs, 13 RBIs in 28 games, and he only played 101 games for the Mariners over two seasons, and his cumulative average was 209. So there was that production issue. And he was also a very substandard left fielder. He made some terrible plays in the last week that didn't surprise anybody, but certainly if you needed a reason to do something, his outfield uh, liability uh, was clear. But as far as the behavior goes, I don't know. He got ejected twice in the last half dozen games. There wasn't so much as him being a bad teammate. It's just that you couldn't count on him to stay in games. And even though he may or may not have been justified in those ejections, when a player does that, he robs the team of late-game maneuvering. You're down a man, and you have to avoid that, whether you need a pinch hitter, pinch runner, defensive replacement. It's difficult. So I think those kinds of behaviors certainly sealed the deal if uh, the club hadn't already said we're on our way to working with younger players anyway. And speaking of him as a teammate, he was pretty much unknowable and pretty volatile. Right. I don't know that he was disruptive in the clubhouse. He's a high-maintenance guy. You don't know what you might say or do that would set him off. And when I talked to Milton a year ago, he regarded the ballpark as his sanctuary, and he felt more comfortable there than he did out in public where people would hector him or harass him, and, and he'd get very upset and couldn't manage his emotions outside, but he could manage it inside. Well, this year, he started wearing earplugs even at the home stadium. Oh, that's telling. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, Milton wasn't dealing well in his sanctuary either. And so that's really a problem that's hard to define. Uh, I think there's probably amateur psychologists out there who would say, oh, this is depression or manic depression or bipolar. I don't know what Milton's demons are. I do think that he doesn't know what they are. And until he comes to grips with them, he's always going to be a mystery. Let's talk about what happens now for the team and for Milton Bradley. Well, the team has to eat his guaranteed contract of $12 million. They inherited that in the trade with Chicago for an equally unproductive pitcher, Carlos Silva. Silva had a few brief shining moments for the Cubs, but he fell apart last year and they cut him this year. So in the headache for headache swap between the Cubs and uh, Mariners, they both teams lost. And uh, the Mariners have to eat that $12 million, and it really cripples them because that's about 15% of their payroll. Wow. They wanted to add a player at the trading deadline. You know, they can't do anything. So they brought up a couple of young outfielders, modest prospects. Maybe they'll get lucky with them, but I think they feel they're better off as opposed to know, keeping Milton around knowing he's not going to get any better and it's only going to be more high-maintenance tiptoeing in the clubhouse. What do you think will happen with Milton Bradley, at least professionally? I think he's done. Uh, he's 33. I can't see a team picking him up. I mean, I'm sure he could come through a couple of months of therapy and say, I'm a new man and somebody might take a flyer, but, uh, he's at the end of his career. I don't see him playing anymore for anyone. It's been eight clubs, I think five and five years. Why take a chance on bringing somebody into the clubhouse that nobody can trust? All right, Art. Thanks. My pleasure. KPLU sports commentator Art Teal joins us every week at this time. His website is Sports Press Northwest at sportspressnw.com. And you can download Sports with Art Teal and other KPLU commentaries at kplu.org. I'm Kirsten Kendrick.